Hello, everybody, and welcome to the first episode of the Death and Taxes podcast. I am one of your hosts, Carter Long. And I'm your other host, Josh Lewis. And we are very excited for today's episode. Today, we'll be telling the incredible story of the rise to stardom and eventual downfall of baseball legend Pete Rose. Now, we know that it's unlikely that all of our countless listeners are big baseball fans. So why don't we give you a little bit of a backstory on exactly who Pete Rose was. Pete Rose was born in 1941 in Cincinnati, Ohio, and he's currently 79 years old. And despite being the most overlooked player as a high school baseball player, mainly due to his size at the time, he really lucked out and landed a professional contract upon graduation due to his uncle being a scout for the Cincinnati Reds. Interestingly enough, he really didn't have the greatest start, missing his first 11 at-bats. However, he really turned his career around in the following games. Yeah, so he did struggle in the beginning, but Pete Rose took the MLB by storm. In his first year in the league, he won the National League Rookie of the Year Award. Also during this year is when he earned his infamous nickname of Charlie Hustle. He earned this by sprinting to first base following being walked. Rose continued his dominance throughout his career, collecting a variety of different awards, records, and accolades, such as three batting titles, one MVP, two gold gloves, a whopping 17 all-star appearances, and most importantly, three World Series rings. Rose was even named to the MLB All-Century team, where they compile a list of the top 100 players of that time and let fans vote who, on who makes the team. And if all that isn't enough, Rose also holds the record for most baseball games ever played and most hits of all time. Rose retired as a player in 1986 after 24 seasons, where he spent the vast majority of his career with his hometown team, the Cincinnati Reds. However, this was just the end of his playing career. So even after his 24 seasons in the MLB as a player, Pete Rose really couldn't just hang up the gloves and, and leave the game. In fact, he became the manager of his former team, the Cincinnati Reds. And frankly, this is where all the trouble began for him. In 1989, rumors began to fly around suggesting that Pete Rose was gambling on baseball games during his time as a coach. It was these rumors that proved to be the beginning of the end for Pete Rose's untainted, untainted legacy. Rose was placed under investigation that would include interviewing his alleged bookies and bet runners. What was found was pretty damaging for Pete Rose. The investigation showed that Pete Rose has placed bets on 52 Cincinnati Reds games of which not a single bet was under $10,000. Now, initially, he really denied all these accusations against him. But on August 24th, 1989, he finally accepted his punishment from the MLB when he realized there was no way out of it. The punishment was being permanently placed on the MLB's ineligible list. For many, for ma there are many who may not know what, what being... All right, hold on. For many who may not know what being placed on this ineligible list means, it means that the player is effectively banned from being employed by or affiliated with the MLB in any way. Now, one thing that is interesting about his baseball gambling was that it was never proven that he would bet against his own team. Many Pete Rose fans came to his defense with exactly this point, saying that he was still trying his absolute best to win games and was not violating the moral integrity of the game. However, the exact rule that was broken is titled Rule 21. Rule 21 reads, any player, umpire, or club or league official or employee who shall bet any sum whatsoever upon any baseball game 
in connection with which the better has a duty to perform shall be declared permanently ineligible. So even though he would never lose games on purpose, which is where most gambling problems occur in the sports world, since he wouldn't lose games on purpose, but gambling on his own team was still against the rules of the MLB and landed him a spot on the MLB ineligible list. And unfortunately for him, Pete Rose is still on this list today. And is the most noteworthy effect this had on him was that he cannot be inducted into the Hall of Fame. Pete Rose has achieved more than enough in his legendary career to earn him a spot, but because of his gambling issue, he may never, never be inducted. It is worth noting that Rose applied for reinstatement two times in the 90s. However, unfortunately for Rose, those applications were not taken seriously, with many believing that it was because Rose had still not publicly admitted to betting on baseball. With each time he has turned down, his chances of being inducted into the Hall of Fame grow smaller and smaller. Now, a little over just one year after being placed on this MLB ineligible list, Rose failed to report roughly $355,000 in income. This income was earned by selling autographs and memorabilia, making personal appearances, and yep, you guessed it, from gambling. Except this time, he was not gambling on baseball. After being forced to leave baseball behind, Pete Rose spent a good portion of his time at the horse racing track, placing bets on the horses. It is even allegedly reported that Rose said, quote, I've paid enough to the IRS. Why should I pay on my track winnings too? He allegedly said this as he was cashing in a winning ticket. Now, this feeling that he had right there that made him say it is a very common feeling amongst many Americans who feel that one, they don't need to pay taxes or two, that they have already paid enough. So I'm sure many of us can relate to what he was feeling when he said this. But needless to say, that was a poor choice of words that he would soon regret. This $355,000 of unreported income resulted in an underpayment of tax of $162,000. Now, after all this went down, Rose ended up taking his lawyer's advice and pleaded guilty on April 20th, 1990 to his two charges of filing false income tax returns. And it really turned out to be a fortunate situation for him in taking these pleas because the government dismissed a more serious charge of tax evasion related to his failure to report his gambling winnings. Pleading guilty also helped Rose not receive a worse punishment, considering each charge carried up to three years in prison. Instead of doing these years in prison, on July 19th, Rose was sentenced to five months in a medium security prison camp at the United States Penitentiary in Marion, Illinois. This was in addition to the thousand, of, thousand hours of community service he was obligated to perform and a $50,000 fine, as well as three months in a halfway house. And of course, having to pay the tax that he attempted to evade. P. Rose was finally released from prison on January 7, 1991. Now, a normal person would assume that being fined tens of thousands of dollars and going to prison for evading taxes would normally be enough for the average person to learn their lesson. However, Pete Rose is anything but average. In 2004, Rose was hit with an IRS lien of nearly $1 million for the tax years of 1997 to 2002. An IRS lien or federal tax lien essentially claims legal rights to your property in response for you not paying owed taxes. The best way to get rid of a federal tax lien is to pay your debt in full 
And this is exactly what Pete Rose did to avoid another, to avoid any further trouble with the IRS. Now, believe it or not, this was still not Rose's last stint with the IRS. He was hit with yet another IRS lien in 2012 for the tax years 2009 and 2010. However, we don't know nearly as, we don't know that as many details about this one, considering neither Rose nor the IRS would discuss the liens publicly. And that really shed some light onto what he said at the Dodge track when he cashed his ticket about paying plenty of taxes already, because even decades later, he really didn't feel obligated to report income and pay taxes on it. However, in, or anyways, in 2004, Pete Rose released his autobiography, My Prison Without Bars. And in this book, he admitted to betting on his own team's baseball game, but confirmed that he never placed a bet on his, against his own team. One of the goals of this autobiography was still to be removed from the MLB's ineligible list and still be and to be granted the opportunity to be inducted into the Hall of Fame. Unfortunately for him, however, he is still not in the Hall of Fame yet. It is without a doubt that Pete Rose feels bad for what he did in his past. At a gathering to celebrate his 25th anniversary of his record-setting 4,192nd hit, he broke down and cried in front of his former teammates and said, I disrespect the game of baseball. When you do that, you disrespect your teammates, the game, and your family. I guarantee everybody in this room, I will never disrespect you again. Choosing to not pay your taxes and trying to evade the IRS can have a weird way of getting to you in more than just legal trouble. It can ruin your credibility and your reputation amongst your peers and business partners. Pete Rose is a prime example of this. A man who can be argued as one of the best ball players to ever step foot on the field is permanently banned from the organization and will likely never be inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame. It is truly a sad story. Now, Pete Rose may have the most hits ever, but he strikes out at accounting every time. Thank you, everybody, for listening to the first ever Death and Taxes podcast. We hope you pay your taxes and have a great rest of your day.